Hello, my name is Alex Jackal, and this is the Facts and Other Imaginary Things podcast. This is our very first episode. On today's episode, we will discuss what this podcast is about. Let me say a little about myself. I am a crusader for the truth. I am committed that people have everything they need, choose paths and decisions in their lives based on what is so authentically and accurately. In my professional life, I am an international expert in data standards, large-scale education data ecosystems, and I have a deep understanding of the use of data, information, governance, and knowledge. I have worked with school districts, international publishers, state and federal governments, and community colleges. My intention with this podcast is to invoke curiosity and inspire people struggling who are either drowning in data or not having the information and understanding they need to make good decisions. I help people use data and creativity in context to make decisions that are consistent with their vision and goals. This podcast is about applying design thinking to the things that are important to us through curiosity, creativity, and some rigorous thoughtfulness. So, we have nine general topics that we'll be exploring at first. In a moment, I'm going to go over them. Over the course of this series of podcasts, we'll be interviewing people and looking at the way things are put together and how things seem to work and how they probably actually work, which is, as we know, most of the time, not the same. The nine topics are as follows. The nature of facts, data does not matter, cause and effect the complexity problem, the simplicity pitfall, expertise, opinions, feelings, beliefs, and assumptions, the nature of communication, the basis for action, and living a conscious life. Why these topics? So let me take the rest of this podcast to look at each one and see how they fit together. My intention is to have an episode or two or three on each topic and find experts who have thought about these topics and studied them and have them have conversations with me about them. I expect to be surprised, educated, and I hope that you will be as well. So let me walk through the nine topics. Topic number one, the nature of facts. This is about practical philosophy, avoiding the angels dancing on a pin kind of conversations where we talk only about abstractions. We're going to look at the grain or the level of facts and look at measurable, specific facts like this is a grain of sand versus more abstract, multiple-layered, hierarchical facts like Democrats will have a difficulty in the next election. All of this will lead to a discussion of the pyramid of truth, which is a structure for looking at facts and assertions in a way to make sense of what actions to take upon them. That's topic number one. Topic number two, data 101. Data does not matter. The falsehood of truth is what this addresses. It's a little bit philosophical, but we'll try to be as pragmatic as possible. 
we're going to avoid the matrix problem or we could all be brains in a jar problem. We will assume we can agree on what we see, what we hear, and what we feel as axiomatic conditions of our conversation. And that will lead to our discussion of, in detail, the pyramid of truth and lead to the discussion that what matters is action, not ideas. Although ideas and good ideas and thoughtful ideas are essential to solving problems, it is action that actually makes a difference. That's topic number two. Topic number three, the complexity problem, cause and effect. This involves a multiple different problems that complexity adds to problem solving. One is the temporality problem. Effects are often removed from their cause by time, distance, or through chains of events that add complexity to understanding them. An example I think we can all relate to is medicine. There's some medicine that you take and you get immediate relief. So it's obvious. Ah, they put the shot in my arm, all the pain went away. There are other meds you have to take for 12 weeks before there's any discernible effect. But over time, we've seen that you can cure the disease if you do that, even though it's not obvious for those 12 weeks that taking that pill is making any difference. It deals with the attention span issue that human beings have. We're not good at paying attention over long periods of time. The other part of the complexity problem is the cross-disciplinary issue. If you look at people who are experts in a field of study, they get very specific and often are so specific that they're not even awake to or engaging with the interrelationships with other specific fields of study. And those interrelationships are not perceived. Sometimes it can take many years to become an expert and to understand enough detail to really get the complex problem and actually get the roots of what is causing that problem. A good example of that in science, you could be studying one particular organelle inside a cell and how transfer RNA impacts it. That could be your entire premise of your studying for years. Economics, people will study some very subtle and tiny piece of economics, whereas most people just want to know, are we going to be okay? However, that limitation being said, you want and need to talk to experts, not Uncle Bob at the bar. And the experts need to talk to each other to help us understand how their specific fields interact with each other. This is not a simple problem, and it has not been solved. Topic number four, the simplicity pitfall. Because of the complexity problem, we need to specify our problems, but we can't dumb it down. We want to reduce the scope of the problem, understanding that there are larger scopes. If we just dumb it down, if we just say, oh, people are good or bad, then what happens is we won't actually be curing the disease. We won't be getting the data and the information and the facts we need to cure the disease. We'll just be addressing one or two or three symptoms. The other simplicity pitfall is tracking the complexity. People are like, oh, just make it simple for me. But sometimes you need to be able to track complexity. 
And I'm going to assert that creativity can act as an access to complexity by allowing for alternate designs. What that costs, of course, is time and effort to create alternate designs when you want something simple and fast. The other problem of the simplicity problem is measuring for success. Everybody wants a dashboard, a speedometer, a very simple way of, are we doing good? Is it right? Is it wrong? Am I healthy? Am I sick? Is this person educated enough? All those things have to be worked out so that you have the right number of attributes and you don't sell out for simplicity. And you have to ask yourself, are you measuring against your goals and objectives or just using the metrics that you have? For example, a common metric for measuring the success of a country is its gross domestic product, the GDP. However, others argue that you should use education level or the level of poverty for measuring the success of a country. So you need to figure out what your goals and objectives are to determine whether the metrics you're using are correct or not and avoid the simplicity pitfall. That's topic number four. Topic number five is expertise. Now, expertise, why experts? Part of it is the amount of work it takes to get to wisdom in any one area. It's hard to explain to non-experts where your wisdom comes from. As we've said before in the complexity problem, it takes PhDs end up studying this very narrow, narrow content, but that's what it takes them to actually understand how does the cell generate energy. They have to actually spend years studying these very tiny interactions between pieces of proteins and how they talk to different organelles within the cell. Experts add what is needed to move from facts, raw facts, to wisdom. So you need to trust your experts, but you need to trust your experts knowing that the experts tend to be narrow. And so you have to make sure that just because a person is an expert in one field does not make them an expert in everything. That's topic number five. Now, I'm throwing a lot of information at you right now. And so I'm just going to take a pause for a second, let you look at this. We're on the fifth of nine topics. I'm going to talk about the other four topics, and then I'm going to conclude. I appreciate you all being with me and working with me through this conversation. I hope you're as excited as I am about delving into these topics. All right, let's move on. Topic number six, opinions feelings, beliefs, and assumptions are how things seem to be. This will take on looking at subjectivity versus objectivity and comparing our subjective understanding of the world, which is through our assumptions, how things seem to be, the way the world occurs, versus our objective understanding, which is observable, measurable phenomenon the scientific method hypothesis, and using rigorous logic to chain facts together to create understandings. So that's topic number six. Obviously, there's a rich body of thinking to be done there. Topic number seven, the nature of communication. One of the things we're bad at sometimes is how to listen to what people say or write. 
or publish. And there's a lot of different kinds of communication. Sometimes people are just opining. They're just telling you what they see, what their assumptions are, how the world seems to be to them. And that could just be sharing. That could be just them sharing, this is how I feel. Most communication on social media almost always falls into the opining category. And as a result, we need to take all of that with a very careful and rigorous look. Reporting is another kind where you're reporting facts. The idea behind reporting versus opining is that you're actually limiting yourself to observable and measurable phenomenon. Things you see, things that are happening in front of you, things that an alien, if it were observing, would agree is what's happening. Expert analysis is the other kind of communication where you have someone who has studied the phenomenon and the context that's being observed and can tell you what they've observed and what they've seen and what they've known about this. One of the key listenings that is necessary to look at expert analysis is what is this person an expert in so that you can listen for what they're saying that you should take as relatively authoritative and what things you should take as opining or reporting. Training is the kind of communication where you have a knowledge, a skill, or some kind of ability, and you are communicating to impart that to someone else. Inquiring. Inquiring is a group activity, usually, where one or more people are looking at a topic and exploring it, pulling it apart, not making necessarily deterministic assessments, but rather just looking and questioning at what is there and then looking at what follows from it. The last kind of communication we'll talk about is questioning. And questioning is literally what it sounds like where you look at something and you go, huh, I wonder how that works. Can you tell me how that works? The difference between inquiring and questioning is usually that when you're inquiring, there's not an assumption that there is an answer. And when you're questioning, you're usually asking someone or some ones that you are hoping or think have an answer. So that's topic number seven, the nature of communication. Obviously, we can't fully understand the impact of facts and understanding and knowledge without understanding the nature of how it's communicated. Topic number eight, the basis for action. In that topic, we're going to actually sum up all the seven topics before it and look at what is it that gives us the basis for action. How should we act? What action should we take, etc.? That's topic number eight. Topic number nine, our last topic, is living a conscious life. It's choosing who we are and what we do rather than having our reactions choose. And in that topic, we'll talk about ethics and morality. We may talk about religion. We may talk about what is appropriate and inappropriate. And that will lead us to a point of living a life by design knowing what we know about facts and other imaginary things. In conclusion, I'm really thrilled to be exploring these topics with you and some of the great thinkers in this area. I look forward to many of our conversations to come. Thank you for listening and thank you for being part of this conversation. I look forward to getting your feedback 
and we'll incorporate people's comments, questions, and ideas into future podcasts. This has been Alex Jackal on facts and other imaginary things. So excited to be having this conversation with you. Please reach out to me with requests for me to focus on anything in particular with questions or interview suggestions. Let me know who you'd like me to interview and have a conversation with, and I'll make it happen if I can. Please hit subscribe if you want to hear where this is going, and I look forward to us exploring the world together and living a life by design. Mm -hmm.